Welcome back to Range Anxiety. It's that time again. I'm your host, Martin Donnan, giving you 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes. And don't you just gotta love the OPP? Yeah, naughty by nature. Weren't they a thing back in the day? OPP, other people's problems, maybe. Well, today, we're gonna talk about some of our problems. That's right, people like you and me. People that love modifying their cars, people that love tuning cars, people that work in the aftermarket performance automotive industry. Shit's turned bad really, really fast in the United States of America in the past couple of weeks. I'm not sure of the actual correct name for the legislation. I'm not sure of exactly how and when the act has been enabled or enacted, but I do know there's massive panic out there. It's like an asteroid's gonna hit the Earth if you're a dino tuner. It is that bad. It looks to be something to do. It's an EPA clean air bill and anti-tampering legislation. That's right, anti-tampering legislation that has been on the cards for a little while now, but has finally been um, brought into play to the point where uh, the aftermarket industry is really starting to have a little panic about it. Now, because I do a little bit in the US with various companies uh, with tuning technology and parts and so on, uh, not just electric, but also gasoline or petrol powered uh, performance products, I get to see what's happening and I've got my ear to the ground uh, listening and watching very carefully um, You know, with the events that are unfolding right now in stateside as if the riots weren't bad enough the clean air bill or the anti-tampering legislation, it's a multiple page document with multiple links. I've had a, a bit of a cursory glance at it online. But basically, the bottom line is this. If you modify um, a car away from standard at all in terms of tampering with the electronic controls, the electronic control module and um, older fuel ignition timing, boost, you've essentially committed a criminal activity or what could be prosecuted and followed up as a criminal activity. Uh, more than likely, depending on the scope and the nature of your business and your modifications, you'll just receive a fairly extraordinarily massive fine. In the case of repeated offence or massive level offences, you will be criminally prosecuted by the United States government. So there you go. The country, the continent, the, 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 that actually built the car culture in the first place throughout the 40, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and even up until now, is now officially the first one, and this is no pun intended, to pull the plug on it. And why is that? Well, there are a number of reasons. People are going to say it's the lefties and it's the Biden legislation and it's all Joe Biden's fault and it's all Kamala Harris and I must give him his dues in some ways that or that the, the Republicans and the, and the Trump brigade seem to just sort of push this thing to one side and, you know, um, push aside corporate average fuel economy targets and all emission targets and whatever else. But like it or leave it, it's how the country voted. Um, You've got to love it, I suppose, that now... The Democrats are in control of this clean air legislation, renewable energy, and all of that guff is going to become fairly important. Time will prove 
whether you know that sort of slant on everything is right or wrong all we know is that the legislation's here and that we need to be compliant or <laughs> suffer the full force of the american government's law now you know you'll be sitting there listening in australia where a lot of my listeners are not most i hate to tell you aussies you've got to put your finger out with range anxiety You'll be sitting here going, yeah, ha, that'll never get here. I mean, yeah, we are a particularly backwards country when it comes to a lot of things to do with motor vehicles. I mean, not only do we not have an industry anymore, um, you know, we're the only, probably one of the only, the very few places or the only place that has in uh, legislation going through parliament to tax owners of electric vehicles rather than give them rebates like every other country in the world or just let it slide we're going to pay more tax because we are the tax nation yep we all pay plenty of tax but don't think for a minute if there's a tightening of laws if there's a tightening of emission standards that there won't be massive fines handed out because just like the EV owners that have to pay more to drive on the roads because we're not paying fuel tax the government will love handing out tuna tax, car modification tax, call it whatever you want to call it. If there's a chance to give you a decent, lovable, big-sized invoice, you'll be getting it. And you know what? We're bringing it upon ourselves here too. I see stupid shit most every week that I think, how or why is this on the road and what dickhead did this in the first place? In America reading all of the forums and the activity and speaking to a lot of my colleagues over there, a lot of this problem has allegedly been caused by the coal rollers. People with big diesel trucks that highly and poorly modify them to spew out enormous black clouds of, of unburnt fuel. Or burnt fuel, sorry. Um, it's white when it's unburnt and a diesel. There you go. You learn something new every day, listeners. Um, yeah, you know, and it's become sort of like a cultural redneck sport there to get cyclists, pedestrians, uh, Teslas <laughs> with massive clouds of soot. But someone's gone and done the numbers on it in the last few years, and they reckon like nine, you know, nine percent of these vehicles in a certain state that are modified are producing more emissions than the next ninety-one percent of them. So. There is just a big focus, and it's very easy for law enforcement to establish who's been doing this. All they've got to do is pull over a coal roller, and don't be laughing, you Aussies. I see that many GU patrols rolling down the road with souped-up fuel pumps on their 4.2 litres, spewing out clouds of smoke as well. Don't worry, you will. You will. I promise you, you will be next. Yeah, you will be next. Um, you know, it's very easy for the, the law the law enforcement community to enforce this. Oh, look, there's a big shit ton of smoke coming out of this truck slash four-wheel drive. Let's pull him over and have a chat to him. So you think you might be able to get out of it. The chat will go something like this. G'day there. Um, why is your car blowing so much smoke? Oh, there must be something wrong with it. Right. We'll give you a defect for a full roadworthy. Boom, they've got you on the tax there. You'll then go for a full roadworthy. You'll be paying for that. And then you'll get 
no, this vehicle's outside of emission spec, and oh, look, we can see that it's modified. And the inspectors now are being trained to see when these vehicles are modified and how they've been modified. Nope, your fuel pump's out of spec. I can see it's been off, it's been modified. Who did it? I'm not telling. Okay, well, you can't re-register this vehicle till you tell us. Oh, all of a sudden you're walking. So then you go tell them, and they say, right, go buy a new fuel pump, get this fixed, we'll emission test the vehicle this time. I am 240 or whatever they want to use here in Australia. When it's compliant, you can re-register it. Oh, okay. Hmm. Then they go around and visit the tuning shop. You did this pump for this guy. That's what he says. Here's a copy of uh, your invoice to him. Uh, you get your cop on a fine. What you've done is just illegal. Let's have a look at your books and send the auditors through and see how many you've done. Do you see where I'm going here? Do you see where this is going? Right. What about, and that's bad enough if you're the tuning shop, you'll be paying your ten, twenty, fifty thousand $50,000 to the government and signing a document that you'll never do it again. And if you do do it again, you'll be criminally prosecuted. <clears throat> what about the people that actually supply, knowingly supply the hardware to the tuning shops that allow them to do this in the first place? Well, they get the big fines and they get the big prosecution. They get fines. I know one, I'm not going to mention their name, one establishment in uh, Ohio, I believe, that has copped a $750,000 fine already from the EPA. And there was, I think it was Diesel Brothers, the TV show, wasn't there? Those guys that did all the crazy things, you know, redneck things to trucks, ripped all the emissions gear off them and went, you know, went sick on them. I think they copped 850000 as a fine in late 19 or early 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might not be a lot of money to them, big TV stars, but it still is a lot of money. It doesn't matter how you cut it. Would you rather 850000 US in your pocket or would you like to um, give it to the government? There are also some companies that have already been prosecuted in the US that are also making reparations by, you know, planting green gardens and green initiatives for the community. So, which, yeah, is a bit of a waste of time too for them. You know, they're trying to run a business. So the thing is, just don't break the bloody law in the first place. In Australia, all a rage, every second person I speak to with a newish diesel, the first thing they want to do is rip the DPF out of it. Now, you don't need to do that. And, you know, we would not have any part of that. I will not touch your DPF, nor will any smart tuner. Right? No, 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 no. The moment you use the word apparently delete or remove in the US, it's straight into the criminal prosecution phase. You, you, you buy, just go straight to jail, do not pass, go. And this will happen here too. And it's so easy for them to spot. A DPF car, unless it's a late model Land Cruiser with the faulty injectors that hasn't been through the technical news flash, more on one of those later actually, that I was attempted to be boned with, um, should never blow any soot out of the tailpipe. So, you know, if you're cruising along it and pull up at the lights and take off at the lights and, and the police are behind you and they see soot come out of it, they're within, you know, your 15, 16 model onwards. Um, trader Ute or 4x4, they're fully within their rights to pull you over and slap a canary on you. It doesn't matter even if it's a little bit of soot, they should never blow any, providing the DPF system is working properly. 
you may not know it's not working properly. I mean, normally they're pretty reactive and bring up a light straight away. But no, 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 no. You're not going to get away with it. Not in Australia even. I've heard in Queensland they're clamping down on it. So a few of the US guys that I know thought, okay, we'll sell all of our mods for off-road use only. There's even a part of this anti-tampering document from the EPA that points out quite clearly that that does not cut it anymore. You cannot have a road car and say you just use it off-road. You have to provide a body of evidence that the car you are modifying and removing the emissions gear from is actually a full-time competition, non-registered vehicle. They're well aware of all of the tricks that, you know, have been played many times over the years. Look for that to come in in Australia too. They're right, right, right on top of it. So, okay, everyone pulls their heads in a little bit, right? The workshops pull their heads in, stop making coal rolling, pieces of shit. People stop knocking DPFs out of things in Australia. Not only will we all breathe better, but, you know, there won't be many performance losses anyway. What about the cars that have problems with DPFs that, are, you know, have faulty systems on them in the first place from the factory? Well, it's up to the manufacturer to fix that. There are several class actions, well, one big one I know of going on in Australia right now, where one of the big manufacturers that supposedly builds, builds unbreakable cars has had numerous DPF faults. Numerous. And yeah, I believe they're fixing them or got them fixed or whatever. But that's not your responsibility as an owner or mine as a workshop to try and take into our hands to fix. Because that's between a problem that exists between the manufacturer, the Australian designer, the, the, the Australian government and the consumer. Getting in the middle of that, you're not going to win any Bleeding Heart Awards for you know removing someone's DPF or making a car run properly. Do not do it. So, okay, we all pull our heads in, you know, and people, not me, because not involved, never would be, but people that are doing that sort of crappy activity, stop doing it. Everything's good again. No one gets prosecuted. No one gets any fines. No, no. You see, because the old saying goes that shit flows downhill, runs downhill. In this case, shit's going to run uphill. So what will happen is that people selling the tuning software that, are, that is used that you know that we all know and love uh, that can make any bozo on the side of the road a tuner that allows them to disable certain things allows them to here's that word again allows them to delete emissions devices emissions technology remove um, anti-tumble valves tgv valves turn off catalytic converter efficiency codes all of that sort of stuff those software manufacturers will be legislated and fined out of business. So what it means is that one day, one day very soon, you're going to update to the latest version of software of your XYZ tuning software and all of those functions that you relied on to make shit poorly designed aftermarket products work as though they're invisible. Those, those functions aren't going to be there anymore because these software manufacturers will be told, get them out or we'll shut you down. Now, it happened already. Happened a few years ago, actually. Some of the big diesel truck stuff, you know, the big redneck trucks, a couple of the um, big players, again, I'm not going to get any mention any names, a couple of the big players in the software game were allowing people to turn off DPFs, add blues, EGR, all of that emission stuff. And one day, that just disappeared 
from the software. So the big guys, the big manufacturers, the big tuning software developers are going to stop dead in their tracks. They're even talking, one of them, one of the big tuning software um, platforms I use was talking about removing the ability to turn off or tamper with the way the check engine light works at all, which means your tuning and your addition of technology, uh, parts technology to the car has got to be compliant enough and forcing, forcingly compliant enough not to allow the standard vehicle to go outside of its check engine code range, which means the oxygen sensors have to switch properly. It means uh, map sensors have to stay within certain bounds. You can't run too much boost. Seems like a pretty smart idea. You know, it'll take away a lot of the stupidity out there and it'll take away, I'll tell you what else it will take away, is a lot of blown up production motors where idiots turn lights off and just push the shit too hard till it basically explodes everywhere. So that's another idea that's being bandied around. Um, I do a bit of bit of work with, uh, as some of you may or may not know, a fantastic company in Australia called Process West, and we, we export Subaru technology mainly all around the world, very successfully, and it's a really great product, and I'm, I'm really honoured to be a part of that company, even as an external consultant. Um, but we're working very hard on our straight-fit upgrades, our SFU plan, which means, yes, these products will work best with high-power tuning, but they will work and they will give gains and they will not throw check engine lights on a totally standard car. And we're about to go back through our whole inventory and verify, not just for the American market, but also for the Australian market, that we can sell upgrades that do increase the performance of the vehicle, do make the performance of the vehicle more consistent over time and temperature, i.e. properly designed intercooler systems, and will not have you uncompliant from a tailpipe emissions viewpoint because the OBD2 monitor still passes all of its tests and checks, therefore it must not be out of spec. You see, if the manufacturer can get that software through, if they can get it through the gate um, and get it uh, drive cycled and Euro 567 or whatever tested, and then you can come along and make some changes to the hardware and it still meets the stringent error throwing parameters of that whatever Euro or carb test it was performed under, therefore you have a product that works. And that, I do believe, is going to be a fair key to the future. Tailpipe emissions is what they're going for mainly, clean air. There will also be noise limits and yada, yada, yada. But we're going to see some better quality parts because of it. Not from Process West, because they're the, they're the best. We reject everything else, or John West that was, whatever it was. But no, it won't be that. It will be mainly exhausts. And we don't do exhausts. We don't manufacture them. <clears throat> Stupid catalytic converters that do not work. So you have to turn off the check engine light for the cat efficiency test. Stupid things like that. They will no longer be allowed. No longer allowed. You, so a proper Euro 5 Plus cat will have to be used. And guess what? If you do use a proper catalytic converter, even if it does meet emission standards and it's properly sized and properly designed, it doesn't cost you any power. Yeah, that's right. It actually works. So the end wash up 
of all of this is a lot of the cheap, super cheap, you know, stuff that you see on eBay, you know, of Chinese extraction is going to disappear and you'll actually have to buy quality modifications for your car that are certified and tested and will probably fit better and will probably last longer. Do you see where I'm going here? While it's bad news initially to all of my listeners out there thinking, oh no, what's happening? What's going to become of us? It's not so bad after all when you consider we're going to get a high quality part, our engines are going to last longer, everyone's going to be happier, and we can maybe just all pull our heads in a little bit with, you know, how fast it is we really expect to go. Unless, of course, you're smart enough to own an EV because, you see, it doesn't really matter what you do um, to those, you're not going to alter tailpipe emissions at all because guess what there is no tailpipe yeah so i'm really looking forward to that and it you know it sort of validates that what we've been doing here at powertech tuning um, for the last couple of years positioning ourselves to be very strong in the ev marketplace going forward with software with technology with parts it's sort of validated that you know while people laughed at us at the time it is it is going to ensure that we do have survival in 10 years time, 20 years time, and we have a clean air legacy to leave. Okay, before we wrap up for today, now I've scared the shit out of everyone listening. It is a serious subject and we do need to take it seriously and not just because we want to save the dolphins, but because we'll be shut down if we don't, you know, and that's that's good enough for anyone to hear, I think. Before we go today though, um, we'll talk a little bit. Uh, the new Model S has been spotted. Model S X in the wild. It should have already been shipped by now, but I believe the deliveries will start in the next 14 to 21 days, so before the end of the March quarter, thankfully. Um, it's been spotted in the flesh with the yoke steering wheel. Now, if you don't know what the yoke steering wheel is, get online, get on Google, your favourite search engine, and search Tesla yoke, Y-O-K-E, steering wheel and you'll see i reckon it's the coolest thing that's ever been made but i'm a tesla fanboy and you know i make no bones about that but the yoke steering wheel it has no gear selector apparently it knows most 99.9 percent .9 of the time the correct thing for you to be in whether that be park reverse neutral or drive right it uses its intuitive a neural network trained by the one and only dojo to determine that's the supercomputer in Fremont, LA, to determine in which direction you're going to travel. So if you're driven up to a wall to park, it knows when you take off that you're going to be going in reverse. As uh, my brother-in-law Spiro pointed out to me, what good is that when you want to drive your car up to the wall, nudge the nose into it and hit the throttle to do a, a burnout against the wall? Well, it's no good at all. So he's probably right. So the Tesla engineers in, in all of their... Super Intelligence have also put some manual selection buttons apparently on the touchscreen. I haven't seen them yet because I haven't seen a yoke-wheeled S or X. We do have one coming, but whether the yoke is allowed in Australia or not, because we are very, very, very nanny state here and scared of any change or anything that's, you know, super cool or badass. Um... Whether we get it here, I doubt we'll ever see that here. We'll have a traditional wheel, but we won't. We won't um, still. We won't have drive stalk. That will make its way through to Australia. Intuitive gear selection or whatever 
the Tesla nerds are going to call it. I personally, for one, can't wait. The less buttons and shit going on, the more time you got to play with the throttle, brake, and pointing the car with the steering wheel in the first place. Well, that's how it'd be cast today. Sorry if it was a bit tough for some, but hey, it's the way it's going. Let's all drink a glass of cement and toughen the beep up because these things are here to stay and so is range anxiety.